Hey friend, motherhood gets hard. Entrepreneurship gets hard. But together, we can do hard things. This is the Mom CEO Suite. In the suite, there's no shade and no shaming. Just sharing and support so we can all thrive at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Felicia, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. Join me as I share my journey, challenges, and aha moments, along with the experiences and expertise of other modern-day moms in business. Welcome to the suite. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Mom CEO Suite podcast. Welcome to another episode. Very excited for you to be here with us today. Our guest today is Miss Tamiko Clark, and I'm very excited about this conversation. Tamiko and I, we had a connect call, and then we just started talking about her expertise, which I'll share in a moment, and I was just really intrigued. And I said, I have to get you on this podcast when I launch it. So here we are. And so Tamiko, she's a holistic nutritionist, health coach, wellness strategist, and of course, she's a mom. She's a mom of two, and she empowers moms to prioritize their health to be their best version of themselves and set the right tone for their child's future relationship with food and wellness. So Tamika, welcome to the suite. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me here. I am so excited to chat with you again. Yes, I'm excited too. So let's just go ahead, hop right in, introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us about yourself and about your business as well. Sure. Yeah. So I am a former junk food junkie and corporate dropout turned certified holistic nutritionist and mom of two healthy eaters. And so that was really a full circle thing for me. We're just growing up with that foundation and then coming to a place of not only handling my my health and my nutrition intake and just living a more holistically healthy life, I am now raising kids that are on that path as well. Because growing up for me, once I got into adulthood, that was a really hard thing for me to break free of. And so I love helping busy working moms. And so moms that are working in the corporate space or that moms that are entrepreneurs who you're juggling a lot of things and you want to be able to be healthy and you want to be able to set a good example for your kids, but you are busy. And one of the things that we've talked about previously is that the juggle is real. And so what happens is we often will back burner our personal nutrition. We will do everything to get our, try to have our kids be healthy and do all of these other things. But when it comes to ourselves, we can neglect that because it just feels so challenging and because we have a natural tendency to put ourselves last. And so I love empowering and equipping busy women to make it work right now. And so that is what I do in my business. I absolutely love that. And I can totally relate with what you're saying about how we try to make sure our children are healthy before ourselves. I'm always like getting my child fruit and vegetables. I eat them too, but I'm also more focused on her. And sometimes I'll just be eating random things. And I'm like, oh goodness, I can't keep doing this. Definitely relate. I want to dig a little bit more into your journey into health and wellness. So how did that start for you? And did you having kids play a part in that? Or was that something that just started before on your own? Yes, having kids absolutely 
played a really big part in it. And really, it all started when I got to my early 20s and really just early adulthood, where, as I mentioned, I started out on a foundation of a lot of fast food. We were in a lot of drive throughs ordering pizza, a lot of convenience foods, a lot of the TV dinners and things like that. And so not really a lot of nutrient quality foods. So I didn't try my first fresh green bean till I was 19 years old, because before that I had only had the canned kind and I hated those. And so I thought that I didn't like green beans, but later I realized that, no, I do. I just like the fresh ones. And so I had that foundation, but then once I hit my early twenties, I was really run down. And in your early twenties, you should not be like that. You should have a lot more energy than I had. And just my hair, skin and nails were impacted. My mood was negatively impacted and just, I did not feel good. And really where my journey began was walking into a health and wellness clinic and filling out the little questionnaire in the waiting room saying, these are all of the bad things that I'm feeling. And these are the things that I'm doing in my life. And when I talked to the nurse practitioner, I said, what is wrong with me? I feel horrible. What is going on? And she just told me your lifestyle, <laughs> change your lifestyle and you won't feel like this. But I didn't have that foundation. I didn't know what I didn't know. And so I really spent several years trying to guess at it and figure it out on my own. I would do really well for a little bit. And then I would just, I would have one, what at the time I would call a weak moment. And then I would allow that thought of me thinking that I was being weak. And I would allow that to let me just spiral and throw all my progress out the window. And I would just, you know what? All right, I'm going to eat all the burritos, all the chili dogs, all the French fries, all the packaged little sweets, little Debbie's was my friend. And I just ate, would eat all the things. And I would just keep doing that back and forth. And once I got pregnant with my son, right before that I had been doing, I was on a pretty good streak for about a year. I had been doing really good with eating healthy, but then as soon as I got pregnant, my very first pregnancy, all of my childhood cravings came flooding back to me. And the only things that I was craving, and I hadn't really been eating some of this stuff for years, were all the things that like I grew up with. I yeah. only wanted to eat those things. And that's when I knew that I, this is a real struggle. This is something that is going to be a thing that I'm going to have to maintain for the rest of my life. I don't want my kids to have the same foundation. And one of the things that I learned along my journey or just in pregnancy, because you know, that's when you're doing all the research on all the things is that the way that a mom eats, it has the biggest influence, especially in those first five years on your child's future eating habits when they be reach adulthood. And so that was a really real moment for me realizing that. And that's what really sparked the change in me and knowing that, okay, I've got to get this down. And just like we mentioned earlier, it's that when it's just us, we can really go, oh, whatever, I'll get to it when I get to it. But then when it has to do with our kids, it's a whole different ball game. And that's definitely what changed things for me. Yeah. And I think that's relatable for so many, like the children 
being the catalyst for us to do better with ourselves. We end up starting businesses. We start thinking about their futures. And so I think that's just really relatable how we step into this next level of purpose, if you will, once we have children. So talk a little bit about how you're able to manage it all. Like you have two kids, you're an entrepreneur, you're doing all these things. So how do you still have time to be able to focus on your own health and wellness? We already talked about how we focus on our kids and we want them to be healthy, but what are some things that allow you to focus on your health? So when it comes to my nutritional health, I make that a wee thing. I don't make it a personal thing. And so with my kids, one of the things that I did to make sure that our nutrition was as closely synced as possible because we're all individuals and we're different. And so we're going to have little nuanced taste preferences. But as a whole, I wanted to make sure that my kids were eating the same way that I was eating. And so with them, when they were littles, like toddlers are first starting eating, I used baby led weaning to help them eat what I was eating as opposed to just the pureed baby foods. They were eat whatever we were having for dinner. That's what they were having, just the baby version. So with the personal nutrition portion, that's just really, this is the way we roll as a family. So me eating healthy is my kids eating healthy too. But our health and our wellness isn't just the food that we eat. It's also our movement. And so I make sure that like I'm going on walks with my kids or that we're running around and playing outside and things like that. I'm not a big workout person, but I do make sure that I'm getting some kind of movement into my day. And when you've got young kids, it's a little bit easier to do that if you're participating with them in play. And then next is really your mental and your spiritual health, your emotional health. I am an introvert. And so I need to have my personal downtime, even if it's just for a few minutes, like I need to be alone and not have anybody talk to me. And I need to just be alone with my thoughts. And so when my husband comes home, that's when I'm (laughs) like, I gotta go. And so I will grab my phone and headphones, listen to a podcast, or I'll grab a book. And then I just go into the room and shut the door and I'll just take 15 minutes, even if it's just that. Also, I'm a morning person. And so I will wake up a little bit early to sit down and just have some quiet time by myself. And in my younger days, I was a night person. And so for that, I would just, if, at, for any night person people, I would just, after the kids go to bed, use that time to just decompress. And so really, I think it's just finding like those little moments throughout the day. And right now it's a little bit easier because my daughter, my youngest is now in preschool. And so just making sure that my husband and I are having good communication about just our schedules because he needs to be able to have things that like light up his soul too. And so that we're just working in partnership to give ourselves each other time to do our own things, because that's really important, especially in early motherhood, because it's so easy to lose sight of your personal identity. And so at least doing one thing on a regular basis, even if it's small and doesn't take up a lot of time doing that, like something that's for you. Yeah. And I like how everything that you said, it wasn't like this large, huge, lofty plan that we had to create. It was like little things in little moments because as a mom, we don't really have a whole lot of time to do 
a whole lot of things. Most of our attention is usually towards the children. And I like how you said it's not a me thing, it's a we thing. And so just incorporating them into what it is you're doing, like you're going to edify yourself as well. So I definitely love that. I know for me, like I'm an emotional eater. And like after a long, stressful week, all I want to do is have some fast food. I'm like, can I get some pizza and wine? And so can you explain to us why is it so hard, especially for us moms, to break away from like this junk food and fast food habits that we have? There's a couple of different things that are at play there. One of them is a lot of the fast foods and the processed foods, they're made to make you crave them. There are food scientists that are looking for what's called the bliss point, which is the perfect combination of sugar, fat, and salt. And to kind of trigger, I don't know, I'm not a brain scientist, but triggers a receptor in our brain that releases these feel-good feelings. And and so it, I believe it's like a reward center. And so when we eat those foods and that kind of lights up in our brain, we, re- we remember that, that reward feeling and that kind of a little bit of a rush. And so when we're feeling down or stressed or overwhelmed, then our brain's going to go, I know a good quick way to light up that reward center and make us feel like even just a short little, just a short little hit of feeling good. And recognizing those patterns is really, that's the first start is looking at what is when we're doing that, because usually there is a pattern that, okay, Normally, you know, on Fridays at two o'clock, that's when I hit my wall and I am done. And that's when I want to start doing, grabbing those things. And so really you want to work backwards from that point. So what are the things that are leading up to that? And one of the things that I've been talking about in my Facebook group lately is just stress mitigation. And really there are just so many things in our day-to-day lives that kind of build up that stress. And then that stress builds up and builds up and then it turns into overwhelm. And then if we leave it unchecked, then that turns into burnout. And so really it's prevention. What are the things that we can do in our day to day to that stress? Because usually it's things that are happening every single week and we know what those things are. And so focusing on one area first, what can I do to make this a little bit less stressful? And then just working on that. And then the next week, work on the next thing until you are reducing the stressors and making them maybe a little less stressful. And sometimes that means delegating things. Sometimes that means letting something off your plate. And so definitely first is working backwards, figuring out what your pattern is, what stress points can we mitigate and reduce. And then from there, when you're in it and you're feeling yourself drawn to like, oh yeah, I want all the cozy foods and go ahead and eat those, satisfy that craving and enjoy it. Enjoy that moment, enjoy all that comfort. But then afterwards, I want you to think about, okay, what led me to that point? What got me there? What can I do next time so that I don't end up here? One of the things that I also like to do is I have a a go-to, I don't have a name for it, but I have a go-to meal that is healthy. It's like a nutritious meal, but then it's deceptively healthy. And so it has some of the features of something that I would normally 
kind of indulge on, but then it's actually healthy. And so when I notice myself going down that, that road, then I'll stop myself, I'll pause and say, no, Tamiko, you don't need the carne asada burrito. <laughs> you can instead do this quick, easy meal that you already have the stuff at home. Do that real quick in five minutes and then and eat that. And I, it's a meal that I love and I really enjoy eating it. It's something that I can make that super duper quick. And then when I eat that, then, you know, I'm happy with my decision. I'm enjoying the food. It tastes delicious because that's the thing. Eating eating good and eating well, like eating healthy food doesn't mean you have to eat bland food. And so you can make healthy food taste good and you can make it crave worthy. And so I'll eat that thing. And then once I eat that, like I get a little bit of an energy boost and then that kind of inspires me to eat the next healthy thing. That's really good. And I think what's important out of what you're saying is that there's a level of intentionality that's needed on our parts to be able to just recognize what's happening in our lives and then just being very intentional in moments and understanding why you got there, how you got there, and then making a different decision to choose something healthier in that moment or not to indulge, but then look back. But just being very intentional in our our actions and our thoughts, I think that's really powerful. Can you talk a little bit? I know last time we talked, we touched on this whole idea of our relationship with food and going back to when we were kids and how food was attached to certain memories. So can you just touch on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. For me, when I grew up, my mom was a single parent, worked full time, raising two kids. It was just her. And so she would come home and she'd be tired. And so some of my fondest memories were sitting down and cozying up with her on, on the couch and watching like old black and white movies and eating red vines and cheesy popcorn and drinking Pepsi, where we would just sit down and eat all of these like snack foods. And so for a long time, when I was adult, when I would sit down and cozy up on the couch, I would crave those things because we are setting up patterns, whether we're intentional or not. So we might as well be intentional because that was a pattern for me and my mom on like the weekends, like we would watch a movie and we would eat like this junk food and it wasn't like anything where like, oh, let's eat the junk food. It was just, that's the way that we lived. And so because that was a pattern that we kept up, that fed into my adulthood. And without even thinking, that's what I would associate with like discomfort and good feelings and these happy feelings. And there's nothing wrong with having fond memories that are tied to certain foods, but it's important for us to recognize that's going on and we don't have to continue that. And so we can look at that fond memory and like, oh, that was a good time. I'm different now. And so what kind of things can I switch that up with? And so now the memories that I create with my kids, we still eat popcorn because popcorn is a whole grain. So popcorn's not bad. It's just when we douse it with butter and cheese and all kinds of salt and doing too much on the popcorn, that's when it becomes a problem. But popcorn's actually a healthy snack. It's a whole grain. And so we'll pop we have, I have an air popper and that's now a new memory where I actually no longer really think about the bag of 
cheesy popcorn that we would get from the 7-Eleven. I don't think about that anymore when I associate sitting on the couch. And so we can still cherish and honor those memories, but then we can create new ones. How can I remix that memory for my future self? And yeah, and we'll eat the plain popcorn and we'll also have cuties, the clementines that are like easy to peel. And so that's like our new one. So instead of red vines and cheesy popcorn, we're doing regular, just plain popcorn and oranges. And that's now a new memory. It's still a very similar memory, but it's a new one that I'm creating with my kids. How can I remix this memory for my future self? That's really good. So for the mom who's listening and she's, I want to attempt to live a healthier lifestyle. What are just some practical, tangible ways that she can start and stick to it in this journey for living a healthy lifestyle? Honestly, the real secret sauce for eating healthy and honestly, any kind of success in life, it starts in our mind. It starts with our brain. It starts with our thoughts because it's our beliefs that drive our thoughts and our thoughts that drive our actions. And then those actions drive whatever result, good or bad. And so it really has to start with our shifting our beliefs. Like what are the things that we're telling ourselves? And so that can be, oh, healthy eating is challenging. Healthy eating is, as my cousin says, nasty. (laughs) It doesn't taste good. Healthy eating is too much. Healthy eating is expensive. Healthy eating is, and this is one that we don't necessarily say out loud to ourselves, but it's an internal thing, especially for anyone that grew up seeing parents where they took healthy eating to the extreme. Because I grew up during a time where junk food culture and fast food culture was at an all-time high. And it was also a time where like the the Slim Bass and the Weight Watchers and the Atkins and all of the, the crazy fad diets really started to go up. And so some people have memories of their parents being overly obsessed with losing weight and shake for breakfast, shake for lunch. And, and so they have this like inner rebel chip on their shoulder of they have this negative where we talk about like mem- fond memories like tied to food, but then they have negative memories tied to healthy eating or healthy foods and figuring out what's the narrative that you're telling yourself about healthy eating, or it could even be like an internal thing where you're saying that I lack the discipline, I don't have self-control, or that this isn't something, this is outside of my control, I can't. And so pinpointing what is that belief that you're telling yourself, and then doing the work to flip that on its head. Because if you don't shift that belief in your head, then you might get like a jolt of, ooh, like I just took my family photos and I do not like how I look. So I need to make sure that I got, I got to get on it. I really need to get healthy. But even that statement, getting to the point where you've shifted whatever beliefs that you're having to the point where you're saying, I want to get healthy. So it has to start there because I can give you like a list of, okay, here's your jumpstart menu plan for the next three weeks. 
eat exactly these things and do these exercises and do this and this. Here's your morning routine. I could lay all of those things out, but they're not going to stick unless you start with shifting that belief first to figuring out what it is and shifting it, turning it on its head so that it's a new belief that's going to put you on the right trajectory of where you want to be. And then from there, once you have that belief shifted, it's looking at what are your low hanging fruit? What's one specific area in your nutrition that you want to change and just starting there and starting small. So for me, I could drink an entire two liter of Pepsi in an entire day. And I probably would have even drank more. So for me, that was an area that I wanted to start. But I didn't start with saying no more soda. I'm not drinking any more soda. The thing that got me the results and got me success was when I started with, I'm going to drink less soda today. And then tomorrow, I'm going to drink even less soda. And I'm going to add a cup of water to my day. And then the next day. And so just laddering and expanding on that to the point where now I can't even remember the last time that I drank a soda. I have no idea. And I was drinking that stuff every single day, every other hour, and would be craving more at the end of the day. Starting with figuring out what that belief is, shifting it, and then starting with your low hanging fruit and expanding on that. And then once you've got that into a habit, do the next thing. I think that's so good. Talking about the mindset piece that's necessary. Like I always correlated mindset when I'm thinking about business, but I never connected it to this health and wellness journey, but it makes complete sense. And for me, that's going to be really helpful. So I know for others, it will be as well. So thank you for sharing that. I have really enjoyed this conversation. I think a lot of moms can relate to the things that you have talked about and just the struggle in trying to be healthy because I know a lot of moms desire it, but it's like, how do I do this? Where do I start? And I think you shared some really good information today. So before we do our quick rapid fire round, just share with everyone how they can connect with you. Sure. So I'm not a huge social media person, but you can find me on Instagram. And so if you want to reach out to me, go ahead and DM me on there because I do respond to my direct messages on Instagram. And so I, you can find me at basic on, or you can check out my website and actually get a free roadmap template that actually takes you through an exercise to help you figure out what that belief is that is holding you back. And so you can find that at basiconpurpose.com slash roadmap. Awesome. Awesome. So if you need that, go ahead and download it. So let's get into the quick rapid fire round. It's really fun. Really just some this or that questions, just so we can get to know our guests in the suite a little bit more. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So shopping in store or online? Online all day, every day. Now, was it always online or did it shift once you had kids? Oh, when I had kids, it definitely shifted because really before 
before kids, I just didn't shop. I didn't like going in store and online shopping was not even on my radar. But once I had kids, I would, yeah, I didn't want to buy myself all the things, but I wanted to get them all the things. And, and I was like stuck with a baby on the couch. And so I had my phone yep. and it just made it so easy. Yeah, I'm definitely on Amazon way too much. Oh, um, Amazon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so next one, paperback book or audio book? Paperback. I do love, I love tech for sure. And I do listen to a lot of podcasts. But there's just something, my undergrad degree is in English. And so I, I'm old school. Like I love just the smell and the feel and the sound of cracking open a fresh book. Oh yes. Paperback all day. Same. I love a good paperback. And I tried to do the audio book and every time I would fall asleep listening to it. <laughs> I actually do use like the handful of audiobooks that I have, if I am having trouble sleeping, I'll just have it on. It's like someone reading me a story, but I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out in 10 minutes. It's so crazy. Okay, city life or suburban life? Um, I guess when I was younger, I would say city life for sure. But I think now just as a parent, suburban life, when I first had my son, we were all over the city. I had him in all of the different like mommy and me classes. We were just at the zoo, the museums, like we were just like all over like the city. But now, especially with having two, I love the fact that in my neighborhood, I've got a rec center and a community pool and there's a kid's gym, like just down the street and then concerts in the park with my neighborhood. So I love all of that. So yeah, same. I used to be city and now I'm suburban all day. I'm like, give me some more trees. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you survived the rapid fire round, like, but I really appreciate you for coming in and chatting with us on the Mom CEO Suite podcast. We have to continue this conversation. And if anyone wants to connect with Tamiko, please reach out to her. She is open and willing to have a conversation with you. Thank you all for tuning into this episode and I will see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to the Mom CEO Suite podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can you do us a favor? Leave a review on iTunes and share with other moms in business like you. Help us spread our message and empower others who are at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship.